Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And this is week three of our summer of mentorship. I'm welcoming back on the show, Chantel Brewer. I only have time to be who God has called me to be. And when I pray over my kids and God is talking to me about who he's created them to be, and I look at the gifts that they have, if I'm so busy adding in all the things that I think we should be doing, and it's re- I'm really going to miss actually what God has called each of them to do. Chantel first came on the show back in 2016. And if you haven't listened to that episode, go click the link in the show notes. It's called Parenting Small. It is where I was introduced to the concept of hosting Taco Tuesdays and not the way you're thinking. It's a monthly event where you invite whatever friends, whatever helpers, leaders, teachers who are in your kid's life, who are co-laboring alongside you. It's a way to get to know them a little better, have them in your home. I love the idea. I think I've only done it twice in the last seven years, so no pressure. But in this episode, as we're talking about mom brands, Chantel came to mind because she is the epitome of owning her gifts, of knowing how God's wired her, and seeing the gifts in her own children. If you are looking for a resource to help you do that with your kids, back in 2018, she wrote a book called Missionary Mom. We put a link to that in the show notes. But since she wrote that book and since she's come on the show, more life has happened. Her five kids have grown up. Uh, She has become a grandmother. And she's going to tell us more about that unique story and how she's embraced that aspect of her mom brand. I can't wait for us to be mentored by her. Let's get right to it. Here we go. Chantel, welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Thank you so much. I was very excited to get your invite again. I mean, six years, nothing's happened, I'm sure. Yeah. Like for the rest (laughs) of us, nothing's happened, even three years. (laughs) Um, So yes, you came on in 2016. Then I we reissued your episode for the 2019 Summer of Mentorship. And a lot has happened. And I thought, yeah, when I was thinking of different mom brands that I wanted represented and just variety, I was like, I need to have Chantel back on. She's fantastic. I I love how you do your own unique thing. You've inspired me in all the ways. Go listen to the episode to hear about Taco Tuesdays, which Mm -hmm. I just pulled out of a hat just this last May with a friend. Yeah. It's a great way to connect with the people in your kids' lives. And I highly recommend that. But let's get going into your mom brand. So tell us, like compared to maybe even other moms or just when you think about your values, what is unique in your family or you as a parent, what's important to you? I think probably a lot of things that I do is, or that my focus is similar to everyone, but I think maybe how I do it and some of the feedback I get from people is they just notice a lot of intentionality. I do not do anything superfluous. Is that too big of a word for summer break? I don't know, but that sounds like we need a little bit of some (laughs) multi-syllabic words in our brains. (laughs) Good. Yeah. I just, I don't have time for that. I just, I don't have time for the things that God has not called me to. And it sounds so over the top to be like this mom that's, you know, well, Jesus said, I only do what God tells me, but gosh, what a really fantastic motto for a family, you know, and it it takes away automatically all of the stress, the crazy, just keeping up with the other people 
you know, and which is, you know, with social media and even looking on our own streets or at other families in the operate in our community. And I just, I don't have time to be those people. I only have time to be who God has called me to be. And when I pray over my kids and God is talking to me about who he's created them to be, and I look at the gifts that they have, if I'm so busy adding in all the things that I think we should be doing, man, it's re- I'm really going to miss actually what God has called each of them to do. And then I'm not available for it, which is so frustrating. And I get, I get into that space where I'm so busy. And then I have to come back and say, Lord, am I really supposed to be doing this? And sometimes he says, yes. And it's just going to be hectic for a little bit. And then other times he says, no, actually that was a distraction. If you could just bring it on back to this direction. So I think intentional living is just at the forefront. I mean, that's all through even at our last conversation, I would say that's probably the biggest buzzword, I think, for how I do things. And then I'm a huge fan, you know, when you're working with preschoolers or I don't know, even people who are upset and you're trying to diffuse a situation, your whole, um, the tool that you could use the best is actually coming in and saying, Hey, let me get on your level and find out where you're at meeting you where you're at. And I think if we, as mamas, if we commit to doing that with our kids and even as wives, I commit to doing that with my husband and get on his level, whatever it is he's going through, whether it's a good or bad thing, he wants to whatever he wants to go camping. Okay. So we'll go camping. I'm going to need a trailer, but yeah, I'll go camping. I'll (laughs) I'll get on your level. And, you know, so it isn't just about me and what I need, although I'm really fantastic at self-care as well. So that's part of my brand. (laughs) So set the stage for the mom who hasn't gone back and listened. Where do y'all live? How many kids do you have? All of them. (laughs) I feel like we have all of the kids. Every kid so, on the earth belongs to Chantel. Yeah. <laughs> Shows up at my house. So I am married to a fire captain. He's very handsome. And we've been married for 26, just over 26 years. And we have five kiddos uh, ranging from our oldest is now 24. We have a 21, a 20, a 17. And uh, my son is going to be 16 next week. So those are our children. And then we have a brand new grandbaby. He's four months old and he's just the squishiest, cutest thing ever. So I'm a grandma now. We live in uh, Northern Nevada and three of our adult kids are, they all live on their own. They have careers and live in their lives and finish in college. And then we have two at, at home. And then uh, my daughter's son lives with us as well. That's us. That's it. That's all. So, and, and, and dogs and dogs, dogs. and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and your time, like where you were saying you lean into God, what do you have for me? And what's a distraction from that? Like, let's talk about your unique assignments as a woman who's also a mom. You're also in charge of other people's children. So talk to yeah. us about like how you spend your time during the year. I actually am a teacher. I just finished teaching sixth grade this year. That was a new adventure for me. I'd never taught sixth and I was a little nervous going in, but you know, there's just something about living in the calling my every test spiritual gifts test. I take, I'm a teacher. It doesn't matter what scenario I get put into. I'm a teacher. I've taught in all kinds of scenarios. I have homeschooled for a little bit, um, each of my kids for a season and loved it. It went well. But I just felt like God was really calling me to be a Christian educator out there in the public world. And 
At the same time, I've worked in, well, and this is part of what's been going on for the last three years, I've worked in anti-trafficking. And so I actually got to open a school for middle and high school girls who had been trafficked and they're trying to, you know, get their lives back together and, and, you know, return with this unbelievable trauma at their heels. You know, it's the sort of thing that chases you for a really long time, uh, possibly forever until, you know, God just comes in and does what he does. He's very miraculous that way. But I, I just work well with people in trauma, kids, especially. And I knew that I needed to be there in those spaces. And so that meant that for us, it meant that our kids needed to be in school. And, you know, we, because of the other, you know, however many hours, you know, 16 something hours that we actually have with our kids, it's so important for us to not just willy nilly send our kids out, but we really are intentional with the time that we spend with them, raising them in a godly way, praying with them, over them, for them, um, you know, really speaking into the callings that each of them has. I don't think that they're unique in this way, but I think when you're raised in a Christian home, God speaks to you early on about your calling very often, not always, you know, sometimes um, it's different for each person, but I think a lot of times we get to see that because we're looking for that. And my kids had declared some crazy things over their lives when they were very young. And so watching them actually walk that out right now and, or, you know, not walk that out right now because they're not choosing to <laughs> to keep following that route just yet. It's interesting. It, it definitely is interesting to watch. So, you know, we are in our community. We are very involved in our church. I run our women's ministry, hopefully the most unique women's ministry there is out there. We, we have ladies night every other month and our super spiritual thing we're doing this next month is going to the lake with no one else invited. And they're like, oh, we could bring our families. No, no. <laughs> I mean, if your family happens to be there on the day that we are there, fine, but no, it's just us. And then it was funny because watching these moms um, and not all, not all of the women there are moms, but these moms were like, oh, like I would go to the lake just with other women. <laughs> well, uh-huh. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wild. <laughs> so wild. So it's weird, but it's been funny to watch them even process that. You've shared so many interesting things that you've followed God to do, whether it's being part of the sex trafficking ministry and I know you've done speaking there and teaching and also helping with the trauma, teaching, even training your own children and guiding them and their callings. And you kind of mentioned they have, they've heard things from the beginning. I don't know if you said crazy, but you're like these, these <laughs> different callings, but like share some of them. What have been some of the things that they've been led to do their assignments, their unique brand, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So my my oldest has always, always had a missionary's heart and she's still watching her. She's 24 now and watching her go out in the world. And she likes to reach people who are, she reaches the hard ones. She's worked with me in, uh, with, uh, this anti-trafficking movement that we've been, uh, gotten to be a part of. She was my intern for a little while, which was awesome. It just, when she was super little, I think she was six and she asked to go on a mission trip. And actually I, I talk about this in my book because I was like, I am not a missionary. <laughs> I have a family full of missionaries. Their life is hectic. Everybody's poor. I don't know what's happening. They come home and they tell me stories of eating weird things. And I, I just definitely wasn't dying to self in that season <laughs> for sure. I was not asking God, what was my mission field just yet? 
And she said she wanted to go on this mission trip. And I was all, oh no, I don't do that. (laughs) That's what I told my daughter. (laughs) I don't know what's happening. (laughs) And I was so, the the second those words were out of my mouth and her face was so disappointed in who I was as her mother, (laughs) I was all, oh gosh, (laughs) okay. How about I pray about it? (laughs) I will let you know. And it turns out we did go on that mission trip and that's just fine. We actually went on a few when she was super young and that's just what she's called to. And I don't know if you know this, but before I recommend products to y'all, I like to try them out. And with this product, Gladskin, their blemish line that I've been using, I loved it so much that I went out and bought some more with my own cash dollars uh, and some for my son because I was curious if it would help his skin. I have tried all the things. I have been on this acne journey for a long time. And this is the first thing I found that I'm not even joking, it really worked. And the only time I had a breakout was when I ran out of the product and it was a tiny little like one flare up situation. What I love is Gladskin is a whole new category of blemish treatment. It works differently than any plant-based or drug-based product you've tried before because it's looking at the nature of healthy skin. Oftentimes, my acne-prone skin is caused by an imbalance in the skin's microbiome, okay? Science majors, microbiome. So GladSkin has developed this revolutionary protein called a microbalance. Microbalance, it restores the natural balance of the good and the bad bacteria that live on my skin. And so it works without harsh ingredients. It's gentle from day one. It's been helping people in Europe for years and now it's available in the US. Plus there's a 60-day guarantee. And right now, Gladskin is offering our listeners 15% off plus free shipping on your first order at gladskin.com slash DMA. Yeah, I use the code myself to get (laughs) my new product. That's gladskin.com slash DMA for 15% off plus free shipping. Gladskin.com slash DMA. And then my son, his was probably the funniest to me because when he was about single digits still, he was about five or six, I noticed him at the back of our church, you know, with the greeters. And I thought he was just back there greeting everybody, you know, hi, <laughs> like that. And instead he was saying, hello, welcome, you know, welcome to our church. My name is Elijah and I'm a pastor here. And I was all... And what's great is that another, this man came up to me and he said, is that your son? And I said, yeah, what did he do? You know, that was <laughs> yeah, right. my first Moms of boys yeah. all are nodding. Yeah. Yes, I get this. What, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I need to, did he hurt? How do I, what happened? Yeah, how do I need to address this? Mm-hmm. And he laughed and he said, no, he just introduced himself to me as a pastor here. And I was all, what? <laughs> I was so embarrassed. I was like, gosh, he went big, <laughs> you know, <laughs> not like, Hey, I work here or an associate pastor. No, he's the pastor here. And it was only funnier because I was a pastor there at the time. And it was only funnier because the guy that said that to me was actually my boss's boss, whom I had never met. So I had no idea. <laughs> he was essentially my boss. And he was the one letting me know this. And I was like, Oh gosh, what has just happened? Oh my goodness. But he just has talked about it forever. And, and what's crazy is that I've been a licensed pastor uh, for years and years. And you know, my right now, I'm not with that denomination um, because of where God has me right now. 
And so I'm technically not a licensed pastor right now, but you know, there's really nothing that has changed. You know, I mean, I live a life as a, as a pastor and I don't have that official title, but I never, I never actually sought out that official title. It mattered to other people way more than it mattered to me. And, and so I love that because when I watch him, he's absolutely a pastor everywhere he goes. It's his heart. It is his nature. He hasn't gone to Bible college. He's actually a, a firefighter now in our city and he gets to be a pastor everywhere that he goes. And, you know, he is, when he was in high school, he started a men's group and he would say like air quotes men's group because he knew he was a kid, but he just would gather these, these boys that needed a place to be. And he, he's such a gatherer. And I, I love that. And then my youngest adult daughter, she came home when she was in first grade and said, I want to go to Stanford and I want to be a neurosurgeon. Only she still had a lisp and couldn't even say all of those words. And I was like, what in the world? I was like, that's what her first week of public school. I was like, wow, they really shoot high there. Okay. And I had to look up where Stanford was. I actually thought it wasn't, you know, East Coast Ivy League school. I had no idea. Now we've toured the school and all kinds of things. And um, she's in her, she's about to start her senior year of her bachelor's. And I don't know, I don't know if she'll go on to be in the medical field or, uh, you know, where God's going to take it, but she's a special kid, man. It was a legit calling. I believe it was a legit calling. So either she'll get back to that or God will make it look like something different than what we originally thought. But what I think is funny is if you asked like moms, what do you think are the best things your kids can become? They would probably list uh-huh. off like mission, like Christian moms, probably oh, yeah. missionaries, pastors, neurosurgeons. And you're like, yeah. well, I mean, okay, uh, yeah. this is what they decided. <laughs> it's fine. But I just think that, like you said, like you made the main thing, the main thing, and you aren't like doing all the shoulds that you think will create the outcome of missionary, pastor, neurosurgeon. You like, yeah did what God, the small thing God put in front of you, small or big, you can decide how you want to phrase it, but the thing in front of you and loved your family well and followed him and he will lead their hearts in whatever. Yeah. You know, because for me, I think the biggest thing that I want actually is that each of my kids has a relationship with Jesus, you know, outside of that, it could get wild. And that's awesome. You know, I mean, it could absolutely get wild and I'm okay with that. And so my job is to continuously be the mom of who they are, you know, which means I'm growing, I'm changing, I am developing, I'm figuring out how to respond when I don't feel like things are going the way that in my flesh, but I thought, but I thought, but I thought, and I, you know, I don't want to get caught up in that. What I want is for God to write their story. I, I, I don't want that responsibility. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, and it includes hard things. So let's talk about some difficult assignments that I know you're embracing yeah. fully, but I would think in that whole, like, again, if we're laying out on our list of what things we don't want, this would maybe be on that list. And I'm a product yeah. of it. My mom was a teen mom of my sister. And so, yeah, I, so tell us about more of your story. So uh, we became grandparents, my husband and I, about four months ago, my daughter and her boyfriend are juniors in high school. And, um, you know, we had named the boundary. We had it in place, name it. 
And like, yeah, no judging here, people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I'm so close with her. And even I would say she's probably the one I'm closest to, you know, we, we keep a journal back and forth. We talk about hard things. We, um, he has been very, you know, we've really given him the update of who we are as a family. If you're dating our kid, you're kind of dating all of us and, you know, that we are a close knit family and we're super happy to have you here are our expectations. And, you know, as parents, even if it wasn't teen pregnancy, fill in the blank, every one of us, every one of our kids has a different road that they walk. And we, as mamas can put in every single thing that we know is going to help protect our kids. And our kids actually also have their own free will, which is so frustrating sometimes. What? Lord, what were you thinking? I don't know. Cause half the time I'm like, Lord, I don't need free will. I've chosen you. Let's just call it a deal. Let's just call it a deal. <laughs> Let's just away. get rid of that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a mess. <laughs> and you know, but our kids, yeah, they are walking their own path and this is the path that they opted into. And our biggest conversation and my husband has honestly been, he's an only child. So when he does this parenting thing, so amazingly, I don't mean to be so shocked, but I'm just like, gosh, that's so, you're so brilliant right now. I'm so glad I have you. And he really, I needed to process with him. But actually the first thing that he said when they told us was, I suggest nobody says anything until we've had some time to think about this. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. (laughs) I think in my heart, I was feeling like I needed to have a response and I had no response. Yeah. And everything would have been a reaction rather than intention, which is I've previously stated important to me. <laughs> I also want to say I talked with my daughter quite a bit. I've written a few articles on this and um, she's totally on board with me sharing this part of her story and someone worth talking to. I mean, I just, I'm going to interview her one day and get her take on all of this once she's been through it a little further, just because I think she's such a class. She's a pastor's kid but she's at youth group every Wednesday night. Her boyfriend's at church and youth group every stinking time those doors are open. You know, he's, he's a Christian now um, through this process. And I'm just like, okay, Lord, like whatever it takes for these kids to have a relationship with you. And I wholeheartedly do not believe that them getting pregnant was God's plan. And I've had a lot of people say that to me, which is faulty theology, that it was not God's plan. That is not the fullness of life that we watch in Jesus's walk here on earth. He didn't have to go through sinful things in order to have, you know, this great story. But what it is a testament of is over and over and over that God takes those crazy things, our crazy things, our messes. And he says, watch, watch what I'm going to do now, because just like yesterday, just like today, and just like tomorrow, I am the same. I am faithful and I am committed to you. And he is committed to my daughter and he's committed to this little boy and he is committed to my daughter's boyfriend. And it's been amazing to watch. It's not the road I would have written, but it's been amazing to watch how many people in our community who are our, our Christian community who are pouring on blessing, they're pouring on support. They're saying, you know, we support you. We love you. Mm. And let's see how we can keep you on track. And so I, you know, I'm, I'm the whole, you know, it takes a village situation. I've always felt like I've had a village, but I've never seen it come full force like this. And 
where they are reaching out. And, you know, he's, his family is pretty disjointed. They're very loving, but they have, a, um, you know, their own, just like all of us, they have their own baggage that they brought into a lot of their situation. And, you know, for him, he's so hungry for family. And so mm-hmm. I kind of felt God, you know, making me aware of that. And I thought it was going to play out in a way that, well, we were just going to be able to be there as a support to him, but with this new role as father and, you know, they're not married yet, but he's committed to her. He actually gets to watch a different model of what life could be like. And another amazing thing my husband said was if he doesn't have this example of family, he said, we, and they're planning to be married. We essentially have 18 months to pour everything we know, to show every example that we know, good and bad, fighting, making up, all of that stuff. We have 18 months to make this kid the best that he can be for our daughter. Mm -hmm. And so why wouldn't we pour into that? And so there's been many nights where I have sighed deeply at the Lord. (laughs) Like, well, I thought we were just going a different direction. You know, we were getting ready to launch some kids. Now I've got three teenagers. He doesn't live with us, but he's, we have um, hours that he's allowed to be over. Um, He comes at about seven in the morning and he gets the baby up and, uh, you know, and does the stuff with him in the morning. And then he has to leave by about nine 30, 10 on the weekends, just so we can have our normal semblance of family. You know, my son still gets to have his normal semblance of family and it's absolutely an ever-changing thing. We're actually getting ready to sit down with them again to let them know what summer is going to look like. You know, yeah. that we might go on some family vacations and it might just be our core family. And then, I mean, obviously we'll be taking the baby, but <laughs> he's part of our core family. He's now. part of the core, yeah. He is part. But you know, it, it just will, it might look differently than what any of us were expecting this summer. And so we get to continuously walk through what these boundaries look like and and then having conversations you know they're not adults yet and so regularly coming back and my daughter reminds me of that sometimes she's all you're asking me adult things I this is I am not an adult I'm a kid yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. and so you know and it can be easy to forget that when they when they become seniors and we're kind of like oh you know they're so close to being finished it's it's a little bit easy to kind of just be like let's just let them do whatever but Mm. again I have one last year. We have one last year to pour in whatever it is that we've missed, whatever gaps that we have. And I don't want to miss anything. You know, I know it won't be perfect at the end of it, but, and, you know, and her launch is going to look a little differently uh, than the rest of our kids. You know, it'll actually look similar to a lot of stories like you're saying, but you know, it'll look a little differently. We normally are big encouragers of our kids moving out as soon as they're finished our senior year. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll look like that for her. So one day at a time. I love that you did have good community that came around you. I'm hoping you've heard of HelloFresh. If you haven't, let me tell you what it is. So basically you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. What is awesome? Okay, so I just got three meals sent to us for you can put how many people so I said for six people and I made the first thing I like looked at the different options and it was the night of the NBA draft and so Bruce was so excited to sit with his boys and watch the draft and I started making 
these pork taquitos. I'm going to tell you, I've never had such rave reviews over a meal. They absolutely loved it. Then my son who came home from work later, he was like, those were amazing. Can you make those again sometime? So if you guys get HelloFresh, make sure you request for the pork taquitos. Big hit. I selected the family-friendly option. There are lots of options. There's even a Taste of Summer series that has Old Bay shrimp and sausage boil, family-style grilled steak lettuce wraps. You can go and pick and choose. If you're going away from the summer, you can update your delivery address and enjoy HelloFresh at your vacation destination with just a click. The plans are flexible, so you can pause at any time. What's great is you can swap out a protein or a side, and it is 72% cheaper than dining at a restaurant and even cheaper than grocery shopping. So that's money back in your pocket. And even better with this deal, if you go to hellofresh.com slash DMA16 for 16, use the code DMA1616 to get up to 16 free meals. Y'all know how tight budgets are right now. I'm giving you free food and three free gifts. So that's hellofresh.com slash DMA16. Use the code DMA16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. You are going to discover why HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. This doesn't happen often, but this goes great with the last sponsor I just told you about. Caraway Products are a non-toxic way that I can cook my dinners. And they even have bakeware too. So if you're just looking for a way to not have harsh chemicals like PFAS, PTFE, PFOA, I don't even know what these things are. If you don't want those in your naturally slick cookware, you want to be able to cook easily, but you don't want to have all the chemicals, you have to check out Caraway. Not only is it better for you, like healthier and easier to use, they also are real pretty. I mean, I have the one that's like a terracotta pinkish color. I love it. It makes me happy every time I pull out, whether it's the saucepan or it's in my skillet. I really, really love using them. If you have not checked them out, you'll find over 25,000 people have raved about their Caraway Kitchen. So it's time to try it for yourself. Visit carawayhome.com forward slash DMA to take advantage of a limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for our listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash DMA. Use the code DMA at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. I'm curious, did she or did you have to walk through some not so great responses or, you know? What were some challenges that other moms who are walking through this could relate to? Something weird, which I have experienced it before, but maybe not on this level is a lot of church people. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know their salvation level, but a lot right. of church churchy people said, oh, this just was God's will. And I'm like, mm. bro, read your scripture. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, he allows things. But to me, like I just kept coming to God because so many people were saying this and I'm all, Lord, this doesn't actually make any sense to me that this would be your will. And I feel like there's a difference between will and like, I was a surprise child for my mom. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking this is a surprise child. 
but God's not surprised. It's not like right. he's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. I'm so shocked. Right. Right. Like, because we believe he's all knowing and he's outside of time and our little timelines are like a joke to his right. ability right. to see time. So it's not like a surprise, but I think that's where we all take our human logic and apply it to <laughs> the supernatural being right. who is right. outside of like A plus B equals C, you know? So will is a weird word because of it, that. It is. Yeah. Well, and if you, if you look through scripture and how that was used, well, it's like future tense. It's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, God, if this is your will, I want to be in it, which wasn't their prayer, right? Like, Hey, if you want me to have a baby, I'm, I'm a, you know, that's not, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't a situation. So that like that kind of phrase for those of us who are friends of others that maybe avoid that. So is that your advice? That's yes. Yeah. Well, because it's, it isn't theologically sound whatsoever. And um, the other one I heard a lot was you know, God will never give you something you can't handle, which I could look back over my life and tell you, even in my own testimony, that is absolutely inaccurate there. I can't handle most of my days. And so, which is why I start with God in the morning (laughs) and I hand it over. And what that scripture was actually talking about temptation, you know, so that's, it's, it's taken out of context and applied in a way that makes us feel good. And my advice actually, and what I have part of what I've learned in this, or one of the million things I've learned as we're walking through this, even right now is to embrace it, the tough stuff and not with your friends, embrace it with God. This Mm -hmm. is something I'm processing. I'm definitely processing this with my husband because this is our situation, but, and I do have friends that I process with, but so much more of it, what I'm actually processing through is what God is saying to me, how he is growing me again, to be the mother that she needs and to be the fill-in, you know, mother-in-law that my, her boyfriend needs and even, you know, what this grandbaby needs. And that's easy actually. (laughs) So I think what I'm hearing you even say fits into our next question, like how your family flourishes or how you even flourish as a mom in part of your brand is no matter what you go through, good, bad, other is to take it all to God. And it seems like the Jesus answer, right? Like, duh. Yeah. But do we, do we do it? Like we're like, yes, that's what you should do. But we probably don't majority of the time. One of the things that I've, I feel like God has really like added weight as he's pressed this down on me is if you don't know your scripture, what in the world are you even standing on? And, you know, going back to these like phrases that people throw out and I know it's because they wanted to offer something and it's such a hard situation. And, you know, I, I shared a lot of what we were going through on social media with my daughter's permission. And I just said, you know, not everything I put on there, I don't want everything to just be this highlight reel because I know there are people walking through hard stuff. And what I just wanted was real. I wanted people to understand, obviously there's going to be this little baby showing up on my feed. And I wanted to be able to say our true story. And she's been really great about allowing me to do that. The both of them, I actually ask her and her boyfriend, um, I'd let them see whatever I'm going to post and just trying to honor what God is trying to do in their life. Because, you know, knowing scripture and applying it to your life is 
really what's setting you up in order to actually reach any of the people that God puts before you. If you're so full up of everything else that's around you and that's what you're passing on. Like, have you ever, ever heard someone they'll say, did you hear about some news event? And they repeat something as if it's a fact and it's actually secondhand. And it's when you get back to it, you're like, oh, well, that wasn't actually the truth at all. Or that was only part of the truth. That's essentially, I feel like what Christians have been doing right now, rather than actually going back to the word themselves and, and praying and saying, God, you know, explain this to me, make this make sense to me. And, you know, or give me something that I, I can wrestle with because yeah. tension in scripture is hundred percent. Okay. God is totally fine with us wrestling with those things that don't make sense to us or the hard things. And that's what I was wrestling through, you know, that this was God's will. And what, you know, what came out of that actually was a lot of conversation with the kids and me saying, explaining to them, you're going to get a lot of people that have an opinion about what you're doing and what you're going through. But the difference between you and them is that, you know, the consequence for their choice, their sin that they've committed, it doesn't look like a baby. That's Mm -hmm. the only, you know, that's the difference. It isn't quite so blatant, or maybe nobody knows about it yet, but everybody has garbage. Everybody is trying to walk this life out in some way. And as Christians, we're trying to walk it out as lovingly as possible, right? That's our main call, love God, love others. And we're trying to do that. And because of who we are as in our human nature, we're going to mess up plenty of times. And so, you know, you just keep remembering who God says you are and how faithful he has been to our family and how faithful he's been to each of us in our lives and weigh what you know and what people say against that rather than you know, how you're feeling or even the doubts that you know, might already be creeping in, or, I mean, they even have some adults in their life that don't understand at all. They're like, are you letting them live there? Am I letting him live here? And my husband's like, why would we take one crazy mistake and turn it into two crazy mistakes? And so, no, we're not letting him move into our house. What? (laughs) What? (laughs) No. And so just constantly thinking about what those boundaries are but bringing it back to what's our role. They're near adults. They're seniors in high school. And so we do get some say in their life, but we don't, we don't get all the say and we don't want it. We, this is still the space where they get to make some mistakes and we get to walk with them while they're in our house, you know, because once they leave, they could go any direction that they want, decide, mm-hmm. Hey, I want to try out all this other stuff. And, you know, but I come back to that. God is so good. He is so faithful to turn our crazy messes into some amazing story. So he's just, he's building their testimony is absolutely what is happening in our household right now. And so it's, it's humbling to watch, you know, I'm, I had a lot of people reach out to me. (laughs) I don't remember what your question was, but this is a funny story. (laughs) Um, I had a lot of people message me and say, Hey, you're a good, you're still a good mom. And I don't know if it was just that I was just arrogant enough or I confident in who I am. I don't know, but I was all, yeah, I know. I didn't know how to respond to people because what happened though, is I really, I, I took it to prayer and I was like, Lord, this needs a response. And then I was like, okay, wait, does this need a response? And I felt like it did because what was happening that showed a pattern that so many people think that based on their choice, the kids' choices, defines what kind of mom I am. So I had that conversation with my daughter and I said, 
this is what a lot of people have been messaging. And she was like, what? That's weird. And I said, yeah, I mean, could you imagine if I did something crazy? Like, let's just say I went out and I got wasted and I like, whatever, drove my car into a building. And I'm all, could you imagine someone coming to you and saying, it's okay, you're still a good daughter? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yep. I was all, I wrote a book on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's really bizarre. That, it is bizarre. I mean, we're I important, that, but not essential. That's what no, that is. You are important. Yeah. And you talked about all the intentionality and like, you want to yeah. make the most of this next year so you can help them and guide them. But again, it, the free will thing right? and the God thing, he's bigger and we do our yeah. best and we put it towards it. But these are children who make choices right? and right. sinners, a bunch of sinners. All of us. And all of know, us. And, and- if you look back through scripture, the entire Old Testament or a huge chunk of the Old Testament is God saying to the Israelites, this is not what I have for you. And then saying, but I really want it. And him saying, but this isn't what I have for you. And then saying, but I really want it a hundred times, like everyone is a toddler. Mm-hmm. And then him finally saying, okay. And then him giving him them over to the choice that they make repeatedly. And to me, that's more of what this is of God. This isn't God's will. This is God saying, look, look at all of this that I have for you. I, this isn't, this isn't what I have for you. And they knew they both yeah. knew and they yeah. both apologized and which I love. And, you know, we absolutely are walking out forgiveness sometimes more than once a day. <laughs> and, you know, even us, because it just, it changed the dynamic. There's a lot of things that we've had to grieve, which sounds bizarre because nobody mm-hmm. died. Somebody was born and he's awesome. And loss of expectations. I think we've, we, we don't recognize that any loss requires grief. Yeah, absolutely not. We definitely don't. And, um, and we're not great at grieving. It doesn't feel good to sit in that. And so I've kind of had to force myself. I especially, I'm, I'm, I'm not super fond of staying in emotions for any length of time, uh, because of just kind of some of my upbringing, but I have really tried to walk that out with God a little bit more in this and, and it doesn't feel good, but I think what it's done is it's helped me to be a lot more empathic with other people because normally I would just be like, Oh, like I'll, I'll absolutely forget. I go through certain things. That's how hard I try to (laughs) move past. Did that happen? Wait, (laughs) <laughs> that was a terrible thing. How did I forget that happened? It's because I just absolutely refused to even think on it for longer than necessary. And, you know, but for this, I just, I didn't want anything unhealthy between me and my daughter or me and my future son-in-law or, you know, absolutely didn't. It's a lot easier to not have feel, bad feelings toward that little baby because he's just, he's just been such a joy. He has, Aww. he's just started laughing. Oh, and it's like our goal, all of us yeah. try to get him to laugh. He's going to have <laughs> tummy aches from his I know. muscles, <laughs> muscles yeah, his, his little workout. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chantel, I am thrilled that I get to share you with listeners this summer and just your wisdom and your grace and your intentionality and just being your own brand, your own unique you tatted up and all. We love yeah. every part of you. You don't have your dreads. No, I took them out and now uh, I've got this little shorty, these two uh, little shorty braids working for me. My summer hair. It was your summer hair. I decided hair. to go, yeah. I decided okay. to go easy and able to fit it under. You can't wear a ball cap with box braids. Okay. So it gets a little 
it's a little too tricky. You get a bad <laughs> headache after a while, or you you wear a beanie. It gets hot. Like I'm thinking it gets it hot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're adorable. Whatever your Thanks. hair is, adorable. <laughs> Thank you for joining <laughs> us, you. and we'll connect people to all your places if they want to awesome. talk more with you and follow along. But thank you for joining me today. Absolutely. Happy summer. Happy summer, peeps. So one thing my VA, Stephanie, thought of is maybe y'all would appreciate a spiritual gifts test or assessment. If you aren't as confident in how you've been gifted, we wanted to help you with that. And so actually, in my new book coming out in April called Right Where You Belong, I have included a link to a test. And so we're going to include that link here. It's not one I created, but it's a great option um, by a fantastic ministry called Crew. So we put that in the show notes. If you've never done a spiritual gifts test, you don't know like what you're wired towards. We want to help guide you. The goal being at the end of the series is for you to articulate a little bit more what your mom brand is, what matters to your family, what helps you flourish together. So today we're talking about you and your giftings. And so lean into that. Go check out that quiz. I'm going to pray over us. Lord, I thank you for Chantel. I thank you for how she has loved her children. I thank you how she has loved her grandson's father and his family. And I thank you, Lord, that even though we don't control and manipulate the stories and the circumstances around our kids, that we can be confident that nothing is a surprise to you. I thank you that we can find our centering and our grounding in who you are and your character and that you are constantly redeeming and restoring all things, that even if things were not part of your plan, if they're part of this broken world, that you are constantly at work and that we can join you and that we can use our gifts and follow your invitations to shine a light wherever we are pointed. I pray that you would just soothe our souls to pay attention to what's in front of us instead of what's going on outside of our control. And I thank you, Lord, for all you do in our lives just today, that we can lean into that and praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. I was reading scripture the other day about, it was in multiple places in the Bible, of how creation praises God. It's like even creation understands that there was a creator that it would not exist without God and that the most basic, most basic place we can start when it comes to praise and worship is that we exist and that we have been made and designed by God uniquely. And so I hope that if your heart is heavy and weary and your soul is just grieved, which I think a lot of us are in that place, that we could start at the very, very basic of thanking God for who he is that he creates and remembering who we are as the created and praising him for that reality. So I will meet you back here next week. Another amazing mentor joining us. If you want to chat with a friend about this episode, don't forget that we are putting discussion questions that Stephanie wrote in the show notes and you can just say, hey friend, Why don't you listen to week three of the Summer of Mentorship and we can get together for coffee or at the pool or wherever and talk about it. And we just want to give you a taste of what a podcast club is. If you want to know more about podcast clubs, there's always a link on my site over at don'tmomalone.com. 
I'm taking a little social media break in July. We're still posting, but I am not consuming. So if you DM me, I will try to respond, but mostly I'm just staying off and it is lovely. If you've thought about doing that, I'd say go for it. If it's a little conviction that you're saying, hey, maybe I want to do that, go for it. It is, it's a game changer, y'all. Okay, I'll see you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us. Moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah three seventeen, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.